0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everyone, it's Ron Johnson, and this is the Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota. On today's show, we got to talk about this. Is the Gophers coach Ben Johnson, is this his swan song? Like, is he going to get fired if this season doesn't get turned around? And there's a lot of money on the table for a recruit that wants to do something unorthodox and walk away from the program. Can it happen? Will it happen? Will the NCAA allow it? Coming up next on the Ron Johnson Show.
1: Locked on Sports Minnesota podcast. It's endless Minnesota Vikings talk with the diverse voices of your local experts. Now the Ron Johnson Show. On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. He's played with them, hung out with them, and grown up with all the big names in Minnesota sports. They're hanging out with Ron Johnson. It's The Ron Johnson Show on the Locked On Sports Minnesota Podcast. And it starts now.
0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to The Ron Johnson Show on Locked On Sports Minnesota's Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ron Johnson. And as I said, we have to talk about the Gophers basketball program, men's and women's. Lindsey Whalen made a comment about the girls program and she said, I see good things coming. Just be patient. Just wait. Do the fans have enough time to wait? I think Lindsey Whalen has earned it when you look at NBA or sorry, WNBA Hall of Famer, one of the best ever to do it. Basketball Hall of Famer, one of the best to ever do it. Gophers star, because then you look at the men's side. And there's Ben Johnson, and we have to talk about that because there's a lot of differences between Lindsey Whalen and Ben Johnson. I think one can sustain a losing season. I don't know if the other one can. We'll talk about that. We also have Damon Benning, Nebraska standout. He's joining us. He has a a radio show on ESPN Radio, a former player. There's a great story, though, that he and I have to talk about. I, early on in my career, early on in the Gophers-Nebraska rivalry, There was something I did on the radio on his show with his partner. His partner didn't think it was funny. You know me. I'm a jokester. If you see me on Vikings Game Day Live, if you see me or heard me on uh, Vikings, uh, the post game show, the fan line, if you see me on this show, I I have antidotes after antidotes and I love to make jokes. And so I was joking about Nebraska and I think some people took it personal. I mean, Twitter, like they attacked me on Twitter. But Damon and I have to talk about that. Uh, he and I right away though. I told like, man, I was just joking, man. I hope your guy didn't uh, do it. But but it, but it, you have to hear this story, like, cause I pretty much I got hung up on. Like they kicked me off the show mid show because he was mad about my Nebraska joke. So you got to stick around for that. And then we have the daily three coming up with myself and Sam Maxman. Remember, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Just, uh, just visit fanduel.com backslash locked on today to get started. Well, and also remember, you can uh, download the Locked On Sports Minnesota app on Amazon Fire and Roku. Just go right there to your TV, download. And also for those on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button. And if you do not have a YouTube account, simple. Just put in an email address, create an account, and then you can subscribe and get all the updated video shows. You can go back and watch our previous shows as well. You can even see Luke Braun in the tin foil hat. You don't want to miss that one on the football party. Well, as I bring Sam Ekstrom to the show, uh, like I said, we got a loaded football Big Ten conversation coming up with myself and Damon Benning later in the show, as well as in the Daily Three. But we got to talk about a little college basketball right now. Uh, Gophers men basketball, Sam, uh, not doing well. They're 1-16 in the conference. They're 7-20 and 20 overall. They're the worst team in the Big Ten for men's bat. Not second. Not third to worse, not fourth to the worst. And that's not the place you want to be. And when you only win one game in the conference, one game in the conference. And when you're losing the way you're losing, it, 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 it can't be good because you look at Dennis Evans. Not not a not a commit. Not a not an offer. This guy signed a national letter of intent to be a student at the University of Minnesota. And now he wants out. When you look at the NIL, you look at the transfer portal. And that's the thing. Like, this is similar to a transfer portal, but the man hasn't even entered. Like, he hasn't even done anything yet for the university. He hasn't even, like, played a game for the University of Minnesota. And he already wants to transfer. He wants out of his letter of intent. Now, Minnesota could play hardball and say, no, we're not letting you out. Which then the kid could just say, well, I'm not coming. I'm going to go straight to the G League. I don't know if he's that good. He is 7-1. He is 7-1. You can't find that anywhere. You can't just create 7-1. Now you look at Dawson Garcia. You you look at this roster of players. Minnesota, and I've said this, they're missing a true point guard. I mean, I I like Taylon Cooper, but he's not a true point guard. They're missing a dedicated shooting guard scorer. They're missing a Bronny James. I don't know if Ben Johnson can get Bronny James because you can't even talk (laughs) to his mom. But they're missing a dedicated two-guard score. Now, they do have some good bigs. They do have some good wing players. Uh, I, I, but they're missing those guards. You got to find that one-two punch guard. I mean, you look at Ohio State. You look at Iowa. You look at Michigan. I mean, you go back to the Michigan-Jordan pool days. Jordan Poole was an absolute scorer. Like, that's what you need. You look at Steph Curry when he was in college. Score. You look at James Harden when he was in college. Score. You got to find you a guy like that. Now, these are the elite of the elites, and I know – People are saying, hey, Gophers are never going to get those guys. You don't know that because they've done that in the past. You've had uh, guys like Al Nolan, you know, come play for the Gophers. And and, and and you look at his ability to score and put the ball in the basket and, and a true floor general. And they're missing that. And so when you look at the NIL and this Dennis Evans, my guess is there's money out there. When you see you've committed and signed a national letter and did t- and your school that you're supposed to go to is 1-16 in 16 in the conference, this is the problem. People are tampering. They're calling him, saying, "Dude, yo, seven-one, bro. I can get you at this school, and they'll give you five hundred thousand dollars in the next two years, or they'll give you five hundred thousand dollars in this year alone. You're seven-one. There's tons of deals out there for you. Minnesota's not winning. We can't get you a deal because Minnesota doesn't win. Minnesota's collective, the NIL collective, isn't putting enough money together because these other schools are figuring it out. But that—that's—that's that's my thought on this, Sam. Uh, I feel like Ben Johnson just to pay off the tease a little bit, Ben Johnson can get fired. Why? Because he's Hmm. not in the rafters of Gophers basketball. He's not in the hearts of Gophers basketball players. If this was Bobby Jackson, uh, you know, you look at some of those type of names, Bobby Jackson, Quincy Lewis, uh, some guys that made it to the NBA. Um, You know, if, if if, uh, what's his name, I forgot the big tall, Joe Prisabella. Joe Prisabella (laughs) wanted to come back and be a coach for the Gophers. Um, If Deion Sanders wanted to be a basketball coach for the Gophers. I think Deion could probably get a better recruiting job here in Minnesota. Um, (laughs) It's it's about the name. And so Ben's name is not in the rafters. He's not in the scoring history books. And so fans don't have as much of an attachment to Ben Johnson. Now, former players like it because they're like, man, one of our former players got an opportunity. But the fans don't have an attachment. Now, they're attached to Lindsey Whalen. Lindsey Whalen is in the hearts of Gophers fans. And so the women's team, especially when you look at her recruiting class, like she did a really good job recruiting. And so I think it's going to keep building because that's what she said. Be patient. I need I need X, this player. I need this player. And then we're going to be the Caitlin Clarks of Iowa and that kind of stuff. Ben Johnson doesn't have that. He doesn't have the heartstrings of the fans where they're looking at a 1-16 team like, do we really need Ben Johnson? And then when you lose a recruit like that for an AD, Mark Coyle's got to be sitting there like, you just lost one of your biggest recruits ever and you're not winning. How do we save this? I mean, I don't know if you can tell the recruit, hey, we're going to get you a new coach. Would you stay? Because that probably doesn't work. You could fire him early and see if he still wants to stay when you start to throw out the hot list of names that could be a potential coach. But that's the tough thing about basketball. Now, if Ben Johnson finds a way to, 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 I mean, because I don't even think you can get NIT at that point at 1-16 in the conference. Like, no. it's, it's, it's not even a bubble. So that's that's going to be the problem with this is you don't get extra basketball. You don't get to see these guys.
1: But I don't know Sam. What are your thoughts on this? Um th- this is a disaster. I mean th- this is the worst case scenario. Um Dennis Evans has put them in a terrible spot. But also Dennis Evans and I heard from a season ticket holder that maybe Louisville's getting involved. Um, And that's a basketball craze school. And I don't know what the tampering rules are, Ron, in this wild west of college sports. Sounds like somebody, Louisville or somebody else, has come in and probably told this guy, hey, you're not getting NIL money? We've got some. We've got $100,000 for you. And any any kid is going to look at that and say, that is life-changing money for me and potentially for my family at my age. Um, I have to jump at that chance and once that precedent gets set um, that's a dangerous that's a dangerous place to be not just for the Gophers. i mean it's it's terrible for their program now their recruiting class is shot they're going to have problems i think even keeping the players on their roster because they're all right. going to want to have success somewhere else and they don't right. see that happening here but it's dangerous for college basketball when a a guy can literally change his mind at the last second and totally harpoon a team's plans for the future so yeah. Like, yeah, the Gophers, I know they've been riddled with injuries this year. Like, that's a big problem. And if they're healthier next year, maybe some things change. But this is the the added importance, Ron, of recruiting in-state. Dennis Evans has no loyalty to Minnesota. Correct. Um, Ben Johnson needs to clean up the state of Minnesota and get players that have at least some attachment to this community and this program. Otherwise, this is going to happen more and more often. Um, to Minnesota because Dennis Evans is just gonna, he's going to go where there's a, a, an offer, right? There, there's nothing that ties him to Minnesota, um, so this is a really tough situation. And you're right, Ben Johnson could be in some trouble here if Mark Coyle wants a fresh reset on this thing. I I wouldn't blame him a bit.
0: Yeah, and and so when you think about that, when you think about like you said, the Mark Coyles, uh, the locals. I mean, I think you go back to the Jalen. Uh, Suggs comments about Richard Patino, like Jalen Suggs saying that PJ Fleck had him. PJ Fleck had Jalen Suggs on the hook. Like, uh, man, if you play basketball, I'll let you just come out to spring, you know, see if you want to play football. Cause Gonzaga didn't have football. And so Jalen Suggs was intrigued by that. Like, he was one of the best football players in college foot or sorry, in high school football in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, like nationally he was one of the best quarterbacks as far as dual athlete quarterbacks in the country like the kid clearly is athletic you, you hear alan iverson talk about that all the time that he could have played college football which people say yes he could have uh you look at charlie ward who played college football like great and then went to the nba so clearly point guards that can play football as well and be a quarterback can actually do it and so suggs truly thought about it now I, i'm pretty sure his team would have told him like dude you're you're a lottery pick like come on now you don't need to go out here and get hurt get hit uh i mean john michael schmidt is a great center he'll keep you protected uh you can be like jalen hurts and you know push behind the line of scrimmage um, which we have to talk about that this week too we'll talk about that tomorrow all the new rules that these owners have voted on uh one of which is the jalen hurts uh quarterback sneak and the other is the pat mahomes after the game we'll talk about that uh later this week about the rules changing in the nfl uh but yeah i mean And then McKinley Wright, you know, he made the comment that he was on the hook to come to Minnesota and they kind of slow played him. So he went to uh, Colorado and became one of the best like scores in Colorado basketball history. Yeah. The Gophers could have used it. And and then what that does is that probably McKinley Wright going to Minnesota probably gets Theo John to think about coming to Minnesota versus going to Marquette. I mean, the kid went to Marquette, then went to Duke and balled out at Duke is now playing. I think he's on like the 76ers G league team. So that's the crazy thing about this recruiting is like it, it, it can't all be on the shoulders of Ben Johnson. We have to look at the past. Uh, a lot of Minnesota basketball players because Tyus Jones. Come on now, Coach K. You can't put that in the Gophers mistakes because Tyus Jones was going to go wherever Okafor wanted to go because they were kind of a, a duo. And then, of course, Trey, his brother, is going to follow. You know, hey, my bro went to Duke. I like Duke. I'm gonna go there too. two NBA players. Hey, but, you know, Amir coffee. He did come to Minnesota. He did do what he wanted to do. He did get to the NBA. Um, but then you look at other guys that went to Duke from Apple Valley, you know, the Hopkins kids. So yeah, they they've got to clean up Minnesota. They got to get it figured out. But it is what it is. I mean, but one in 16, I don't know. Like, if you go, if you don't win another Big Ten game, and before we get to the to Damon Benning, mm-hmm. if you don't win another Big Ten game, do you think Ben Johnson could sustain a season like that? Sam and losing a top recruit like that.
1: So if they don't they've got two to go and then the Big 10 tournament let's assume they lose the first the round first so round, that yep. that'd be 7 and 23 15 losses in a row. Um so apparently there's another good recruit Ron. I don't I, I don't follow it, you know, as closely as I once did, but mm-hmm. there's apparently there's another big recruit that people are now worried about losing that guy too because he sees Evans leave he doesn't see any success in his future in Minnesota. They're, they're worried about losing the second big recruit. I think it's a four star guy um, from out of state. If he leaves, then Ben Johnson is in a total pickle. Like, then he's going to have to re recruit the guys on his own team and convince them to stay. Um, I mean, Dawson, got, like, now I know that a lot of these guys have already used their one time transfer. So maybe it's a little harder for them to transfer again. Right. But last year, there was so much optimism, Ron. I think they were they were in a lot of games. They were close to 500. Uh, their record was, you know, 13 and 17, which is not great, but it's also respectable um, for a first-year coach to take a six-game step back is is pretty devastating. And I think he's going to have a tough time fielding even a great roster next year as well. So I'm going to say he gets one more year, but that one year isn't looking too promising.
0: Well, yeah, Sam, and I and I love Ben Johnson. Like, I love Ben Johnson. He's been on the show. Um, I loved him before that, though. We were classmates, uh, went to school around the same time. I've known him uh, since he was in college as well. So it's tough, but I know this is a business, and that's that's the key is like don't win another game, don't do anything, don't don't even make noise in the Big Ten tourney. That's tough, but yeah, I, I do think if you can I mean and losing a big recruit like that, like that's that's another tough one, and you have to wonder. Or or maybe does that stoke the fires of the NIL people of Minnesota really? Like, look, sitting on my millions of dollars, if I'm the CEO of this company, if I'm the GM of this company, what's the purpose if I'm not helping out my local team when you look at Alabama? Like they don't have huge companies there, but they're willing to put money into them. Like they have a lot of old money there. Those people are like, look, let's just help Coach Saban win. That's why Saban made that comment and, and, and kind of went off in front of his people because he was trying to get their blood boiling about look like i need more money from you guys but we got to move on we got damon benning coming up next uh in the hanging around johnson segment he also he's also going to stick around for the daily three uh but i want you guys to remember locked on sports minnesota is a par partner to care 11. check out care11.com backslash locked on for links to every one of our locked on shows and we also have a word from our sponsors
1: we are brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, the NBA is back from the all-star break. Great time to get in the action as they gear up for the playoffs. Same with NHL as they go down the stretch. You can even wager on XFL action. If you need a football fix in the NFL offseason, you can also pair your bets together in a same game parlay for a chance at bigger payouts so it's fanduel.com slash locked on fanduel.com slash locked on to get started with your no sweat first bet up to a thousand dollars back in bonus bets at fanduel.com slash locked on make every moment more
0: well, now it's time to hang with Ron Johnson, and we have Damon Benning joining us. And like I said earlier, I gotta we got to tell this story of what happened the first time I linked up with him uh, on his show, uh, which I'm going to have to get back on the show now because I hope people understand it. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a joking guy. I like to have fun. But Damon Benning played football. Don't let the W on his shirt, for those watching on YouTube, don't let the W on his shirt fool you. He played at Nebraska. Uh, he was a part of back-to-back championships, uh you know was a great you know weapon and in, in, on the offense he's now a defensive coordinator at high school his son uh is going to come to the university of minnesota i mean if, if you want to win in the big 10 and you want to roll the boat i mean you see the ore. we're gonna have to get him an ore at some point uh he's going to come to the university of minnesota i'm gonna have to make sure i meet him uh when he comes up here on his visit uh but he's coming to minnesota i mean come on now nebraska eh, i mean wisconsin yes minnesota yes Nebraska, I don't know. I just don't know. But they do have Matt Rule, and we're going to talk about that because I'm scared. Like, I I look at Deion Sanders and what he's doing in Colorado, and I feel like Matt Rule, as well as Fickle at Wisconsin, these coaches are going to have that P.J. Fleck early effect. P.J. was getting a ton of kids to commit because of his infectious, like, personality once you meet him. And I think Fickle and, and Rule have that same. I mean, you saw what they, they've done before in their previous stop, Cincinnati and Baylor. And then, of course, it didn't work at the Carolina Panthers. But Damon Benning, man, thanks for joining me on the Ron Johnson Show. First, I got to pay off the tease for the people. A couple years ago, uh, Nebraska was going to play Minnesota. And your guy we, – and we had a great start to the show. Great yeah. start to the show. We're just talking football, blah, blah. And then I think he asked me a question, like, what, are, what do I think is going to happen in the game or something? And that was towards the end of the interview. He's like, well, what's going to happen? Like, what do the Gophers need to do to win or something like that? And I was like – I was like, well, I was like, first of all, I was like, I don't think they need to do much. I don't think Nebraska can can really deal with the DBs because the DBs, and, and we're gonna have Eric Murray on our show. Uh, I think next week he's coming on our in show. Tennessee he was one of the great Minnesota, DBs at yeah, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, Eric Murray, a body Bal- Calhoun, DeAndre Campbell, Devondre sorry, Devondre Campbell, Damon Wills, Damian Wilson, all guys in the NFL right now. And I made a joking comment. I said. Man, do, do Nebraska people even have cell phone towers out there? Like, is there internet out there? Like, are, how do they even get? The, are there radios? Like, what are they doing? Are they sitting down with these little transistor radios in their garages? And he hung up on me. Like, he just <laughs> hung up. He didn't laugh about it. He just hung up. And then, like, I'm so I kept listening to the show because I'm always a fan. Like, I, I was, I was like, oh, maybe you know, I was like, maybe Nebraska doesn't have good internet because it shut me off the show. <laughs> And as I'm still listening to the show, because then people put it on Twitter, too, because I got a bunch of tweets from people. They're like, oh, he said, all right, we're going to make sure they know Ron Johnson. You're going to see our fans real fast if they have Internet because they're listening. And so I get all these tweets about, oh, OK, when, when the Gophers lose, we're going to kill you. And then the Gophers won. And then they're all like, all right, OK, it was fun. We get it, blah, blah. And. And so Damon, what what was what was going on man like I know you got the joke cuz you dm me right
2: after I did, but not get it and I did and I was like well you know I I, I think he thought cuz you guys were kind of having a good back and forth Yeah. and you I think once you get off like two shots in a row usually like if it's a little give and take yeah but you kind of got on a roll <laughs> and uh we were kind of forced to sit there and and take it. And he's like, Well, this isn't gonna happen on our show, because his name <laughs> came first. And so, uh, you know, when they hung up the phone, he was like, Well, I, I don't know what that was all about. Like, why do you have to get personal? And I said, I, I said, I'm just telling you, I don't I don't think it was personal. I said, You know, he's he's kind of like that, he's got a strong personality. You gotta watch him on social media, like you know, he's he's pretty sarcastic. And it took a second, um, actually a couple of days were for (laughs) folks to understand that you were joking. And, and my producer loved it. Right. Because he's low (laughs) maintenance and he doesn't really like drama. He likes to try to play it safe. And so when he was listening, like he put, he took his headphones off. Like he's listening. Like he feels, he's like, Oh boy, it's about to go down. But, (laughs) um, you know, you guys got the, the 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 better the end of it, and, and have oh. unfortunately against Nebraska since they've been in the Big Ten. But you know, for clarity's sake, this W is a smidge different than Wisconsin. <laughs> it comes to the apex and the point. It's Omaha West Side. It's where I coach. But uh, West, Wisconsin has shown a ton of interest. But I have to answer that question a lot of times. and state, it looks kind of like the Badgers, but it's a lot like Omaha West Side.
0: Yeah, well, you know, and, I, and you you did say you're a, a defense coordinator now at that high school Omaha West Side. Uh by the way, Omaha, like we my daughter plays uh big time softball. She's only a 6th grader, but she's playing in a high school league. And we've played, I don't know if you know the Nebraska Firecrackers. Oh yeah. Uh we've run it, we've seen them at, at a couple of tournaments. It's ridiculous. Like like Sis Bates. I'm a big fan of Sis Bates. I know she played for the Nebraska Firecrackers. Uh even though she's from I think like chicago yeah. but she went to nebraska to play like and, and i get it because there's a girl here in minnesota who's pitching for the gophers now she went to chicago to play for a softball team so i'm learning as my daughter she's only 11 uh but we've been having to play these 13 and 14s tournaments um but it's 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 been crazy to see like that but yeah nebraska man like they have a a, a buzzsaw yeah. of, of of softball there so yeah I, i'm a dad of two daughters so I, think, I think softball
2: softball and volleyball, they're not volleyball, soft, they are they're great, not quite self-sustaining in state, but it's yeah. really, really good where you get the top three or four. Jordy ball was one of our best a couple yep. years ago. She's playing at Oklahoma and, and Nebraska has a handful now. And it's one of those sports, man. You play softball here. We got some great facilities. It's it's big time. It it is uh folks love their softball and volleyball here in the state.
0: Yeah, I can't lie. Like my in-laws um like i don't know where my daughter she's 11 so i have no idea i'm not even getting into that but my in-laws live in des moines so i know nebraska is not that far from them so yeah um, yeah, yeah so I, I told him i'm like you know what like who knows who knows where she ends up if she ends up as a corn husker i wouldn't care i would love it i would love it to death um but yeah no i do have a lot of respect for because volleyball i've watched them play volleyball they are killers like those gets my daughter plays volleyball as well on uh, club now we kind of took her out of the association programs and moved her over just skill level and and coaches recruiting her so we're like all right fine if you think she can hang with these girls we'll trust you because she's the youngest on every team she plays on but she's been just fine and she's she's like and sometimes me and my wife have to remember she is 11 so we you know when she's like i don't feel like oh, going man. to this like extra practice she'll do like her normal practices but then they have extras and she doesn't feel like going sometimes and i have to dial back like all right if you want to go play with your friends, if you're like, you're 11, go do it. Like, I don't want to be that parent where I'm like, no, you're going to sports. You're good. Like, I don't want her to, cause I don't want her to hate it. And so right now she loves it. Uh, We let her pick between the two cause they're both in season kind of right now, softball, winter dome league for high school. And then um volleyball as well. Jo, they're in season right now. So it's kind of, you know, both her coaches understand like, hey, if she has this, we understand if she needs to be at this. We understand. So but no, your son. How is that? Let's talk about that real quick for the dads out there, former players, because I don't have son. So I'm going to live through you for the next four years. Um, how is that coaching your son? Like, what has that uh, experience been like?
2: Yeah, it's 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 been it's rewarding. Um, you know, I coached him kind of K through fifth. OK, um, sixth grade he didn't play or excuse me, K through fourth, fifth grade. He didn't play the organization that we were playing with kind of dissolved. And so he really didn't have a, a, a team to play for. So he, he sat out and, you know, you talk about hyper active parents, you know, as a mm-hmm. dad, like, Oh man, you know, <laughs> the end of the world. He's not playing. Right. You no know, college football or a, a, a football season, but he, you know, he plays basketball too. And so, I was thinking okay, you know, we can get by for a year and then, you know, his going into his 6th grade year, we found another team. Uh my buddy who's a was a great wrestling coach, uh his son Tyson Terry here in Omaha. Oh yeah. Is a well yeah, he's been recruited by you guys as yeah. well. So they're best friends. So Tyson and Caleb are best friends and Tyson's dad Ryan um coached Caleb's sixth, seventh and eighth grade. So I knew he was in good hands. So I kind of let go of, of it a little bit. And then I got him back in high school. I coached at a, at a local area high school for, for almost 10 years. And my kid didn't even pick my high school that I was <laughs> coaching at. So, um, you know, I'm like, wait, you don't want to come to Omaha North? He's like, no, you know, I want to do something different for basketball. I want to run a different style offense. So my own in my own household didn't want to come to my own high school. So that was the summer before the pandemic. And my school district didn't decide not to play football. Yeah. And so during that offseason, the high school that he chose on my west side, their coach asked me to come on staff. Um, And the first couple of times I said, no, you know, I didn't want to be the dad to follow, you know, my kid to a to a different school, but I realized that I miss kids. Um, and I miss coaching. So I'm happy. And, you know, three and a half years later at Omaha West side and, you know, we're playing well and, and have an opportunity to play for our fourth consecutive state title appearance, uh, one, two out of the three. So we're on a good little run and, you know, having him under my roof and, and, and then coaching, it's a blessing and it's a curse, right? I have to yeah. know when to give space, when to cut it off. You know, we don't talk sports over dinner. We don't talk about it in the car. Well, he's driving now, so I don't have to worry about that as much anymore. <laughs> but, you know, I, I've, got, I've got good balance from my wife at home. And and he's a real level-headed kid. He's kind of his own man, as you can tell by him not even going to my original high school. But um, it's been great. You know, Coach Collins, Coach Fleck. Those guys have, have recruited him really hard. And, uh, you know, for instance, you know, he's coming up there. He had originally set the visit for March 17th, but Coach mm-hmm. Fleck has a previous commitment, so they asked if he could come back on the 15th yeah. of March just to make sure that Coach Fleck was in town. So that's the kind of due diligence they're doing. And and uh, I couldn't agree with you more. Man, you hit the nail on the head. When you compared a little bit of Coach rules impact early mm-hmm. on to, to coach Flett. Cause he's dangerous. I joke in our household, full disclosure. Um, there's just a couple of coaches regionally that I, that if I didn't want my child to go there, I would try to shield them from. Mm-hmm. Minnesota is one of those schools, right? A, a clear message, concise message. Uh, it may not be for everybody outside walls, Yep, but they believe in it. It's authentic to them. And that's dangerous. You know, Kansas State is another one of those schools where it's like, you know, a different conference, but same philosophy. There's Mm -hmm. a way that that coach recruits. There's a way that they go about talking to their players like they're dangerous. Those people could be thorns in the sides of, of folks recruiting at Nebraska. And Coach Rule has met this one head on. He's super authentic. He's honest. He's ridiculously smart. RJ, he is so good. On his feet, with his discernment and his ability to kind of size people up, and and deliver a good answer, he mm-hmm. just—he's got a presence about him, and I'm telling you, his staff is the exact same way.
0: Well, the fact that your son didn't pick your high school, I'm hoping he doesn't pick your college, so that—that's <laughs> wow. that, that votes well for us.
2: <laughs> tough crowd, tough crowd. So, man. what
0: position does he play?
2: So he's he's a strong safety. I think, Ooh, I think he okay. plays the nickel. Will you know? He's oh the, yeah. He's about you know he's almost six foot. He's one hundred and eighty nine pounds. So he was he's significantly bigger than I was coming out of high school. His growth plates are still open, um, so that's a bonus. Uh, as I continue to sound like that dad, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I will
0: say I will say the safety position at Minnesota. You look at Tyler Newbin. Uh, you look at Houghton. You look at Antoine Winfield Jr they put them in a position to make plays if they're a playmaker they put them in a position to make plays now because my cousin i have two cousins which they're both safeties uh one's a mama's boy he went to michigan macari page so he's playing (laughs) there number seven he's a mama's boy i've known him since he was two um actually no since he was born but i i started hanging out with him when he was two because i think at that time i was 21 when i got back from college um Start hanging out with him. And he picked Michigan because he's from Detroit. He's a mama's boy. He, his dad even told me, like, he's like, man, he's not coming far. He he went to Penn State. He visited uh, Notre Dame, which was close. And he picked Michigan. I'm like, dude, you're so soft. Uh, <laughs> but um, Amari Snowden, who was going to go to Cincinnati, he's now going to Wisconsin because he followed Luke Fickle, my other little nephew. Um, and so I get it. Like, you know, kids pick the schools or they want. And so when I look at your son, same thing, though. I tell all the safeties. I'm like, P.J.'s going to put you in a position to make plays at at that that nickel safety spot. And you look at Antoine Winfield being able to cover in space and what made him uh, very versatile within that defense, because that defense is a rock and roll. You know, they go from three to two, two to four. Uh, You know, they they like to protect their DBs. And so they've done it over the past couple of years. I mean, all the way back to Eric Murray, body about Calhoun. They've had some good DBs. Um, But, you know, I got to jump into this one. You you were like like you were electric. So let's let's put it there. You Doke Walker Award, you know, finalist. You think about but Tommy Fras, like I grew up watching, and so I had to think about that. I grew up because when when you were in college, I was 12, 13, 14, 15. Mm-hmm. So just to make you feel
2: old. Um, <laughs> I will, hey, hey we better tell Sam right now I will not be back.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but I was a huge Huge Tommy Frazier fan, yeah. uh, because of my best friend who, uh you know, and I don't want to cry about this one, but my best friend played quarterback. His name is Damian Williams. His name is Damian. He has ALS though. Uh, played quarterback with us. He looked just like Tommy Frazier. I mean, he was like dark, like Tommy Frazier. Wore fifteen, super smooth. Play receiver too. Play running back. Like he was a uh, play DB. Play corner. Like he was an athlete. And so when he started watching Tommy Frazier, we start running that type of offense sometimes where we spread it out, then we come back and run a, uh, a pitch and toss, because I played running back when I was in Little League, and then I grew six inches in one summer, so I had to go to receiver. Wow. Um, yeah, six inches. By my sophomore year, i never forget it. But uh, So when you look at Tommy Frazier, man, you guys had the most electric offense in college football. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that experience like?
2: I just got to tell you, like – Playing with so many good players, right? I remember I lost my job on national television, um, coming off a really good game against Texas Tech. I had outrushed Bam Morris, mm-hmm. and just being young, just being young and mature, not really knowing how to handle success. Local kid, always dreamed of going to Nebraska. We played our first game uh, in the Rose Bowl, and JJ Stokes and and those guys, uh, they put it. It was a struggle. Right. We end up winning 13, seven, something like that. And I remember getting benched. I put the ball on the carpet, got it back, went the wrong way once on a counter sweep. And and Tommy, um, who, by the way, is one of my best friends. I'm just going to give you a snapshot into his personality. It's funny you asked me this question about him because he's the greatest competitor I've ever known. Mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter what sport I was playing. I was drafted out of high school to play baseball. I played for some fellas, and I had Dom Capers, and I had some guys that I – Coach Osborne that I really believed in. Tommy Frazier is the greatest competitor that I ever played with. He had to win. And I remember I'm just a redshirt freshman in Pasadena, and he grabbed me by my arm like he was a a superior, not a peer. And he kind of threw me to Coach Osborne like – Towards the sidelines, he's like, "Get him out of here." He doesn't want to play; he's not ready today. And it's my guy now, right? Like, we we had breakfast a couple a, a couple of months ago here in Omaha. He lives fifteen minutes from me, mm-hmm. and he says, "Get him out of here." He doesn't want to play. And and they and they they, they put a young upstart in from from uh, from from California by the name of Lawrence Phillips, right? Ooh. at West Covina, right down the street. And uh, all of a sudden, a star was born. Right, and it turned into a struggle the rest of my playing career, just to fight for time. I mean, it was the toughest twenty six hundred yard career ever, mm-hmm. <laughs> being at Nebraska, playing with those guys with Phillips and Amon, and, and but that's what I'll always remember and respect about T. Phrase, where we had guys like Zach Wiegert. He was an Outland Trophy winner. Ed Stewart won the Buckus Award. Uh, so I played with good players and strong alphas, but Tommy was. The, he was the omega of, of them all. That was, that was his team. That was his huddle. And and I'll always respect him for that because I think a lot of great players, it's easier to lead and be great when you're playing with people that you're significantly better than. But it wasn't like that at, at, at Nebraska. You know, Lawrence was one of the greatest, if not the greatest running back to ever play. Zach Wiegert, a, a two-time uh, Outland Trophy Uh, finalists, a one-time winner. Will Shields. Uh, You know, I mentioned Ed Stewart, Trev Alberts uh, in that bowl game. Our leader was Tommy Frazier. So I think that right there typifies his personality. He played his best in big games. And when I tell you he had to win, RJ, he had to win. Chess, tiddlywinks, (laughs) rock, paper, scissors. He's – to this, he just has irrational confidence. To this day, he would tell me if we went and played pickup, now I box in my free time now. And he would tell me, don't care. Uh, we go to the ring. I could outlast you four or five rounds. I'm just thinking, there's no way. But he'd figure out a way to win. Like that, that, that's exactly who he is.
0: Yeah, no. And that, that offense, I mean, when you think about that offense, you, I mean, the names you just name,
2: you know, You know, Bam
0: Morris, you got Lawrence Phillips. I mean, that was the names of names. If you were a high school football player in the 90s, those were the names of names in college football. And then Osborne was one of the best coaches. Like, Osborne, I feel like in the NIL, would be better than Nick Saban. Because (laughs) if you.
2: I don't know if he'd have wanted us to get that much money, (laughs) but it would have been like advanced socialism, right? Like, everybody would have got the same. But if you did it for a certain amount of time, you may get a little bit more. You may be in, like, the top-tier insurance group, you know? I mean,
0: Tommy Frazier would have been a college millionaire.
2: Yeah. Like, seriously. Like,
0: Tommy Frazier would have been a college millionaire. If you look at the NIL, Tom Osborne with that black shirt defense, like, his entire defense would have had bread from, like, jump.
2: I, I think, remember, we were a product. We had Prop 48. and so Correct. We, yep. we were pulling guys regionally out of places around the country that other, um, that other black athletes weren't getting the opportunity to Correct. go play. And Coach Osborne, on the heels of what Bob Devaney was doing, integrating that football team, Coach Osborne was way ahead of the game, getting guys recruiting nationally, knowing that for so long he was the only show in town you know, you got the, the the Oklahoma game and the bowl game, and he really used that to, uh, uh, I mean, picture perfect to get guys an education. Baron Miles, we got Prop 48, one of the greatest players to come out of Bayonne, New Jersey. And I remember all Baron wanted was one of the greatest corners ever, all five, eight of him. All he wanted was an opportunity. Tyrone Williams out of Bradenton, Florida, uh, Prop 48 guy, just wanted an opportunity. He was a seven-year NFL vet. Mm -hmm. He just had a knack for getting guys to buy in, be a part of something bigger than them, and you'd get the reward at the end. Like that was the essence of who Coach Osborne was.
0: And last one before we get out of here, before we jump into the Daily Three, that's three questions, three minutes each. We're going to give Damon most of the time, and I'll pick up where he leaves off. Uh, Sam's going to join us on the show. One quick one, though, because you said something to me that took me back to our Mel Blunt. We had Mel Blunt on the show a while back.
2: The Steelers Um, fan, he's my favorite. I got his biography. (laughs)
0: Mel's my guy. So Mel oh, uh, is my is right my man. godfather. So Mel and my dad were teammates in 78 to 86. So uh, yeah, I got pictures with Mel at my dad's funeral uh, because people always joke like there's no way Mel's 6'4". And so I haven't posted the pictures yet. Like I told people, uh, when my dad died in 2018, I don't think I ever mourned it properly. And I'm just starting to do it. Wow, same um, year.
2: We we have a lot in common.
0: Yeah, but but Mel Blunt, you know, when he came to the funeral, him, Franco Harris, mean Joe Green, Jack Lambert, Jack Ham. Uh, you know, one thing Mel and I did was he I joked guess. like we took a picture together because he's like, Man, I still would lock you up. And I'm like, You're six four, your wingspan is probably six nine. Yeah, your you reach. Yep, yep, you're right. Like his reach and his ability is strength. Um, but Mel Blunt says something about black quarterbacks and he actually made it happen. And, and Sam and I uh, was on our show. He said he emailed Roger Goodell that Doug Williams had to be honored in the Super Bowl because of the two black quarterbacks. And it happened. Roger Goodell made it happen. He got Doug Williams out there. Uh, but Tommy Frazier, if you think about Jalen hurts, cause Tommy Frazier never truly got an opportunity cause he was black. Let's be real.
2: He had to go to Montreal. He played had to go football.
0: to Montreal to Alouettes. If Tommy Frazier is in today's football do you think he has a bigger
2: impact than Jalen Hurts, or the same? It's about the same, I think, because they're both winners. And I don't want to disrespect Jalen Hurts, but I look at oh, the, I, know. Yeah. I look at the opportunity. RJ, look at Richardson coming out of Florida. Yeah, can you imagine twenty years ago the same reverence for a black quarterback coming out with as little productivity? Correct. In terms of actual wins, as Richardson. Now it's like the way to go. Right. He couldn't even get the Heisman when it came to Eddie George. Right. It's like just the disrespect in terms of being a dual threat quarterback, the RPO, which is really just the triple option. Correct. Run threat in the big, strong runners like, Oh, man, I know, you know, he tries to stay and, you know, he's a minute to minute guy. He says it. He'll tell you, I try to stay in the moment. That's what makes me me as T phrase. But man, it's hard not to hearken back because I look at what some of these quarterbacks are doing. Mm-hmm. It was Josh Allen, a 50 percent quarter college quarterback completion percentage. But the athleticism in the big arm, we can do right. something with him. Yeah, those days, man, T phrase would have had a really, really good opportunity.
0: Yeah, we'll have to find a way to link up with T. Frazier because I'm, I'm a huge fan, but uh, he's definitely put a lot in football right now with that conversation that needs to happen. I'll uh, especially send, I'll the send you his
2: information when we get off.
0: Appreciate it. Yeah, with the black quarterback, we got to get him on here. But we got the Daily Three coming up next. Uh, that's myself, Sam, and Damon's going to stay with us on the show. And, people, make sure you check out the Minnesota football party. That's four days a week, Monday to Thursday. Get your Vikings fix with Arif San, Luke Inman, Luke Brown, and Sam Extra on Locked On Sports Minnesota. And we have a word from our sponsors.
1: Well, let me tell you about Bilt Bar before we start the Daily Three. Built Bar is a delicious treat that you can get in store now at Walmart and Sam's Club. You can get those 100% real chocolate protein bars and their fantastic flavors in the pharmacy section. Head on down to Walmart, head on down to Sam's Club, get the four-bar box, the 13-bar box, and load up on these tasty and good-for-you protein bars with these amazing macros. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. Uh, You can also get them at Built.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON15 at checkout for 15% off. Or go to Walmart or Sam's Club and get some built Bars.
0: Don't forget, people, before we jump into the Daily 3, this show is powered by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. You know what I say about the parlays. It makes every game more exciting, more fun, and make every moment more. Well, we got three questions, three minutes each. Take it away, Sam.
1: All right, Damon, you are in Big Ten country, and the question everybody's asking these days is, how do you feel about big 10 expansion USC and UCLA joining next year um, on a scale of one to 10? How excited are you to see the big 10 expand 10? Very excited. One. You're not excited whatsoever.
2: I'm, I'm probably an eight, you know, I'm for um, full disclosure. I'm a closet SC fan. If I'm not cheering for Nebraska. So, um, you know, my dad was he grew up, he loved Charles White, he loved OJ Simpson. So, Ronnie Lott's one of my favorite players of all time. So, that's kind of the temperament in which I grew up with. So, I'm a huge fan of expansion. I'd love it even more, Sam. Get me two more teams, go grab Washington and Oregon. Let's Ooh. get a West Coast pod, keep some rivalries the same, and get a four team pod. I'd love it'd be a 10 but for right now I'm a solid 8 and I love the it helps us recruit nationally I'm I'm all in on expansion. I'll say I liked I like that pod idea I I honestly I wouldn't mind them getting all 10 teams. Like if some <laughs> way the big two <laughs> You better tell Cleancoff over at the Pac12 that you're trying to take They're trying to piece this thing together and you want
0: everybody. Hey, if they if they can get to and they don't all have to be from there like they can get Fresno to join. How
2: about Notre Dame and Stanford? They get Notre Dame
0: and Stanford. Like, yeah, if they get to 20, like that money is just going to grow and grow and then you don't have to play and nothing against those non-conference games, but they don't have to play those anymore. You know, your non-conference could be Minnesota, Fresno State, Nebraska versus Stanford or, you know, Notre Dame versus Minnesota, and now you're getting some of those, and if you happen to win those games, it's going to take the Big Ten's rankings up so that the SEC can't keep saying they're the best. So, I like that, and you know it's funny too. I'm like Keyshawn Johnson, and I, I got a chance. Keyshawn was our speaker at the, at the rookie symposium when I was drafted in 2002, and, uh, and Tony Dungy I actually met on my junior year. Tony Dungy and my dad were teammates, so when Tony coached the Bucks, he man, bought Keyshawn. You are, you are young,
2: man. I had Daryl, you had Keyshawn <laughs> Johnson at the symposium. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be 50. Uh, I'll be 50 and two. <laughs> what is going on?
0: So, yeah, so I had Keyshawn and Key, I was a huge Keyshawn, like that Rose Bowl versus Northwestern. I'll never forget because a friend of mine, Gerald Conaway, played for Northwestern and Keyshawn ripped him apart. And I could not like I that, that, that ESPN Sports Illustrated picture of Keyshawn spinning out of that, taking it to the house. Like I had that in my room growing up. I had the give me the damn ball from his book. I had all that. So me and Keyshawn at symposium. And then also when Tony, you know, made it happen when I was in college. So, yeah, I, I, I was a USC fan as well. Um, And then one of my uh, high school, not my teammates, but he played in my high school, Nick Perry, should have went to Minnesota, but he went to USC, ended up going to the Packers. And so I've always kind of, you know, so getting USC in the Big Ten and Snoop Dogg. I mean, we're going to get Snoop Dogg maybe at a Minnesota-USC game at some point. So I got to <laughs> be there for that. Like, I, I, I got to meet Snoop Dogg. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that change. What you got next, Sam?
1: Yeah, well, Damon, this is mostly a football show, but occasionally we talk basketball. And earlier today, before you got on, we were talking about Gophers basketball and how Mm -hmm. their program is in shambles and they just lost to Nebraska over the weekend and Nebraska their team playing better but they've struggled to really make an impact as a Big Ten basketball school so my question to you is what do these programs need to do like in in Minnesota and Nebraska to compete at the highest levels in hoops
2: oh that's a fantastic question and I think Nebraska a little less than Minnesota um, needs to keep your studs in state right I think that's kind of the thing. I'm, I'm, I've am I'm, got some good buddies up there. Brian Sandifer, who's running that grassroots program. Uh, D1 Academy, we play against in the summer. Uh, Jalen Suggs, those guys. Keeping those guys in state. If, if Garcia stays the first time around, mm-hmm. I mean, who knows in terms mm-hmm. of a recruiting pitch. And you had guys so close in your backyard. Tyler Hero, some of those guys that just, I mean, a, a state over, right? It's just like. You, you play such good summer basketball. Your AAU schedule is fantastic. you got good programs. If those guys could stay and play for the state school, you give yourself a chance because you've had some dogs leave that state that have benefited a lot of other college powers around the country. So I would start with being able to try to lock up the borders. For Nebraska, it's something similar but on a much smaller scale. They'd look a lot different with Hunter Salas and Chucky Hepburn uh, you know, Jason Green went to Creighton, which is fine. It's in state. Another four-star guy that was from right in our very own backyard. We've got another one that's at uh, Virginia, uh, who left Grand Island as the Gatorade Player of the Year. So, if the, if as the the grassroots programs get going, keep those those teams those kids in state, and especially Minnesota, nationally on our summer circuit. We our kids. Kayla plays on that shoe circuit. Minnesota is a power. Um, you know, the free tags of the world, we see that guy twice a summer and he's a monster. That guy goes to Minnesota. That's a different, <laughs> Danny free tag goes to Minnesota. That's a different kind of recruiting power. I would start with keeping those good kids at home.
0: Yeah, I'd say for Minnesota, I totally agree with that. You got to, you got to do that. And then you got to find a score. Like sometimes people get caught up in stars and it's a four star. There's a three star. Like, we've always heard the story of guys that are two stars, one stars, that go to Iowa, they go to Wisconsin, like Brad Davison, and they become dogs for those schools, and they leave Minnesota. Now, Brad Davison was recruited by Minnesota, mm-hmm. but when you look at some of these guys that just go off and, you know, McKinley Wright you know, had an offer, Minnesota didn't hold up to it. And he goes to Colorado, becomes all-time lead scorer. Uh, Nebraska, honestly, they're right there. I mean, eight wins in the conference. They're right there with Michigan State. Michigan State is nine and eight in the conference. You got Penn State, you got Wisconsin, you got Nebraska all with eight wins. But you look at the overall, and I think that's the key, is Michigan State is finding ways to win in some of these bigger games, and they're playing up. Nebraska is kind of right there. And I think as the TV rights start to get bigger and Fox Sports oh. is getting more involved, kids are more likely to stay at a school if they feel like, okay, they're winning and I can go play versus going to Michigan State, going to Michigan and maybe riding the bench for two years. Um, so I think that's going to be key too. These coaches need to figure out a way to pitch that pitch coming to play because you're going to play and I would like a mere coffee stand in Minnesota. Like, you know, I'm going to let you play. And I think that's the key to keep these kids. But, you know, Nebraska is definitely better than Minnesota right now. They're better than Ohio State. And Ohio State, for some reason, has fallen that's in, off. That's,
2: that's inexplicable. I have no idea what's going on in Columbus. It's yeah, not well, maybe, the they're, maybe they're on.
0: trying to get Bronny James. I don't know. Maybe their pitches, you're going to be our savior. They're I don't tanking. Know. Tanking for Bronny.
2: <laughs> what you got next, Sam?
1: Yeah, last one. Uh, back to football. Just flat out, I want your favorite to win the Big Ten next season in football. Is it Michigan? Ohio State, or is it a dark horse who's going to come in and win? Is it Nebraska?
2: Um, I'm going to take Michigan. Uh, I think they're the, they're the most prepared coming back, especially at the quarterback spot. They're hungry uh, being so close. Um, and I think Harbaugh's on to something. As much as I hate to say it, I'll take Michigan as the early favorite. I won't get good odds because I think they will be the fave, but I'll take Michigan. Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like, you know what, I I do agree with that. I I do like Michigan. You look at the running back coming back, uh, you know, feels like there's unfinished business there. Uh, That's going to be an early favorite for them. They're going to have to figure out their identity, though, because when your coach constantly keeps flirting with the NFL.
2: (laughs) And he keeps getting away with it. For every offseason he threatens to leave, they get better the next year so i don't know what it is about that but eventually
0: it's gonna it's gonna bite him because i did reach out i won't say the coach a a source on his staff uh that he even said i feel like he's gonna leave and he's kind of alluded that some of us will go with him to the nfl uh so it's it's real like it's real i have a friend on the staff and he's like hey if he leaves, I'm go because I was like, hey, if he leaves, are you going to go too? Because he's possibly going to come to the Vikings at the time, so that's why I wanted to know. Mm-hmm. I was like, are you going to come to Minnesota with him? He's like, yep, I'm coming. If he takes his job, and if, he- if he's offered the job, because he wasn't offered, yeah. if he's offered the job, I'm coming with him. Uh, and then, of course, Kevin O'Connell gets the job. But yeah, I, I-, I think Michigan. But it's some about Ohio State reloading every year, and Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. I coached his dad with the coach for one year. Marvin Harrison Jr., I feel like is pissed off at the way his season ended. I think he's gonna set the league on fire. Like, I think he wants to be the true clear-cut number one pick next year. He wants to be he's done. We know he's done, and he wants to be the Balitnikov winner. So I feel like that might be the key to Ohio State. Uh, they don't have they're gonna figure out the quarterback position, and that's where it's gonna get dicey. But of course, Nil, they'll find they'll find somebody to come quarterback for them. Uh, but that'll do it for today on the daily. Or sorry, that'll do it for us in the Daily Three. I'm Ron Johnson. That's Sam Mechstrom. That's Damon Benning. We're definitely gonna have to get Damon back because as this basketball season goes, as his son picks Minnesota, we're going to have to have his son on oh, yeah. to, to, to pick Minnesota on our show, oh. uh, put the hat on. But, Damon, I want to thank you for joining me, man. I'm looking forward uh, to, to, to connecting with you this week. Yeah. Of course, when your son comes back, I'm going to try to get over to New York Minnesota as well and just meet him. Uh, but Damon, before we get out of here, we always give the, the guests one, one, uh, little last minute thing. If you could go back and tell yourself, uh, give yourself a piece of advice, what would that be? Your younger self?
2: Uh, this one's easy. Uh, show me your friends, show me your future. I would, I would have a better choice in my sphere of influence and I would have lifted a lot more weights in high school.
0: (laughs) Well, I like that one. I like that one. People, remember, if you want endless Vikings talk, make sure you subscribe to Locked On Sports Minnesota on YouTube where you can find all of our videos, all of our shows, instant podcasts. After every single game and all the Vikings press conference delivering all the biggest news. Like our videos and leave your thoughts in the comment section below. And let us know, who is your Big Ten favorite for football? Who's going to be out there? Who's going to be? Is it Michigan, Ohio State? Or like Sam said, is it one other team that could win the Big Ten this year? Because that never happens every once in a while. It used to be Purdue, but they got a new coach probably not going to be them could it be pj fleck it might be because they've been right there in that west every year this might be their year i want to thank you and have a great day
1: hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music